right, welcome back to another episode of Vet GPT. This is episode 37. Um, today we'll be talking uh, NFL, uh, maybe touch on a little college football. It's a little weird now that we don't have a lot of games. I know we have Army, Navy, so we can maybe get into that a bit. Uh, we can get everyone caught up on the MLB um, winter meetings. Uh, spoiler alert, there's not much to get caught yeah. up on. The Otani waiting game continues. And then um, we can just talk about, you know, whatever else comes up. So, um, yeah, I guess. Do you do you have any opening remarks? Or are you ready to get into the six pack? Well, we're I'm watching the Iowa Iowa State game live right now. And uh, we're about 10 minutes into the game and I'm already. They're already on my nerves. This team, man, they this Iowa team sucks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bear. Sorry for listening. They have 14 points through like the first 10 minutes, and we already know they're not a good defensive team. So another year, same shit. Do you think that this team, like when I look at this roster, I'm worried about the three-point scoring. I don't know who's going to make threes for them, or are you more concerned with like rebounding and defense? I mean, they don't have one all-Big Ten caliber player. Like, Peyton Sanford is probably your best player. And, like, he's a nice role guy on a good team. So, it's 24-14 to 14 right now, and Sanford has nine points. Imagine if he had an off-shooting night. <laughs> this one would be He was ugly. chewing out some teammates and then dribbled down the court and took a heat check. Steph Curry range three that wasn't close. So... Uh, yeah, they just, they don't have that. We're so used to having a Murray brother or a Luca Garza or even like a, a Wies camp. There's none of that. It's like a lot of B minus players and then a bunch of young kids that maybe shouldn't be playing. Yeah, we should have a, an Iowa basketball special. Um, last year before we had a, had a podcast and Slade, I'm kind of going off script right now. You and I put together a list of the top 75 players in Iowa basketball history. We did. Do you remember doing yeah, that? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, so maybe we can uh, share that one day on the list. And I'd also like to do another, um, maybe we can do some sort of Mount Rushmore, like first team, second team, third team of all bust for the University of Iowa, just recruits that should have been better or you know, had high expectations. Are we going to be the biggest well. haters pod or what? Do an all bust team? It's going to be the most realistic pod. I mean, Iowa hasn't made a, a sweet 16. Oh, in the bust as in era. teams or as in individuals? Individuals, yeah. We're going to have people uh, coming up to us at weddings, coming up to us, are tweeting at us. And we have too many people that listen to this that might be on that list. We have too many people we're going to encounter that might be on that list. We can't do this. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll I'm fine with doing a bu- an all bus team in terms of like as a team that underachieved, but I don't. I'm not calling out individuals. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a. I'll save that for a rainy day solo pod for myself. That's fun. All right. Yep. All right. Let's get into the plays here. Uh, you can just just keep us updated on the Iowa game intermittently. All right. We'll get your reaction. So, all right. So, um, our six pack once again. Everything's posted on Twitter. Um, it's our pin tweet, so take a look. We're up 14.01 units. So unfortunately, we've gone a, a tiny bit just because uh, we had an Oregon future to win the national title as well as Georgia. So um, definitely an upset, I guess, in the Georgia game. I mean, Oregon also was you know, a 10-point favorite against Washington. They weren't necessarily the favorites to win the national title, though, but it kind of sucks to see uh, both our futures ousted. We didn't even get one in the playoff. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was gonna say. Uh, also, my Heisman plays are pretty much dead. Jaden Daniels is gonna win, and his numbers are actually insane. It's just, he's, he's yeah, he's a three loss QB. Not his fault, of course. Um, but yeah, so I, I I had like tickets on like the second, third, and fourth place finishers, all at crazy good value. But I guess that's just a lesson that. Having good value only matters if they actually win. True. Yeah. And with the, 
I mean, with Heisman and other season awards, which we can talk about NFL MVP coming up a little bit more, like there's just so much value in season. So, you know, throwing 10 bucks on someone eight to one who you think is going to go down. Like if you get the top four guys all at eight to one, you're profiting. I'm not necessarily betting futures to try to win like 30 units. If I can bet three or four guys and just profit a couple units, I think that's, you know, that's a pretty big win for me, at least in terms of my style of betting. So, yeah, like we have our Brock, we have our Brock Purdy 17 to one future. Um, Sometimes it's just picking the right hedge. Um, Like I took, like I had Bo Nix. I thought I got good value, but I hedged with Penix instead of Daniels, which was a mistake. Um, I, I also saw that Marvin Harrison Jr. is acting like he might not enter the draft. If he does that, that might be the dumbest decision I've ever heard. I know Ohio state fans are saying they might be able to give him like, uh, as much money as like the first year of a rookie deal, but dude, there's guaranteed money. Like that's more than just one year. Yeah. His dad played in the NFL. So he has, he grew up with money maybe doesn't care as much, but like, if you're telling me that you're going to go back to school just to beat Michigan, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because what happens if you don't even get a good QB in the portal and then you lose? Yeah. It just makes no sense. Like, just because um, you could be better than them and still lose, like, it, it doesn't make any sense. Michigan's not even going to be as good next year, probably, if Harbaugh's gone and J.J. McCarthy's gone and Blake Corum's gone. Like, you, it's it's not going to be the same as knocking off like a top three Michigan. Like we're talking about probably a, a step or a tier below, like maybe what Penn state is this year. Like, yeah. Congratulations. You knocked off number 17, Michigan. Yeah. At home. Like it's just not, yeah, I don't That's silly. I don't believe it. I just think that's funny that he says that. Yeah. I don't believe it either. And he's in a position where maybe not the first half of his rookie year, but the second half going into his second year, like he's going to be right up there with Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, all those guys and Tyreek Hill, you know, trying to get 2000 yards. So it, it'd be kind of silly um, for him not to want to be in those conversations. But anyway, um, so our six pack uh, last week, um, I hit the Niners minus two and a half. I hit the Rams all minus six and a half. I also have the Rams to make the playoffs. Uh, pending, so that's in decent shape. Uh, you hit the Iowa Michigan under 35, uh, Bama Georgia over 54. We, I think we missed that by what three points, mm-hmm. and then um, Georgia minus five was also a loss. So, overall, it was a positive week. Um, it was a plus 1.24 unit week, and then we lost um, one unit and then 0.25 units. So, actually. <laughs> If we combine our futures, we were down 0.01 units last week. So uh, pretty much pretty much an even wash there. Hey, we'll take it. I felt like I had a really rough weekend. So yeah. uh, in hindsight, I guess it wasn't as bad. But All right. It's time to turn things around, though. Um, I'll go ahead and actually, you know what? Let, let's do you. I feel like we, we have better luck when you go first with your picks. All right. So I'm starting yeah. it off with. You know, another bread and butter for any gambler out there. The Army Navy under. That game is what's it at? 28, 27 and a half, 28. I don't really care which one. I'll I'll play it either. Under way. 28. Got it. Um both teams played a slow pace. This game has gone over historically at like some crazy record. I, I had it off. I can't remember now, but it's like just absurd when these military academies play each other. Um, both teams are five and six. Neither team is playing in a bowl game. Uh, the weather is supposed to be like pretty dang cold. It's in Foxborough where the where the Patriots play tonight. Um, yeah, I, I think Army will win the game. They're a three point favorite, but I, I'm, I'm taking the under. Um, this kind of is like the cousin of our Iowa underplay. Like it's like the Iowa under that's a staple, and then the cousin of that it's like a sister city but this is the cousin play that military academy under yeah with, with this game um I, I will venmo you live on air ten dollars if you can name me one player who's you in don't this game. i don't i don't know one okay okay you don't need to know a single player hell you don't even need to watch it that's one of those things you just put it in your account and you just don't even think about it until like the fourth quarter when you check your phone yeah. Um, yeah. So 
that'll be that'll be nice to watch. That's the only college football game on this weekend before we go into bowl season. Um, might be worth it too to maybe do like a, a bowl preview podcast. It's kind of tough, you know, predicting who's going to play in what game, but that news should be leaking out. Um, so potentially uh, we could do yeah. something like that because I do know I have people reaching out to me about entering a uh, like a bowl prediction contest. So we could potentially do like a bet GPT entry and, and just talk through that. Yeah, because of the the opt outs, it's hard to know just yet i i'm leaning towards missouri over ohio state um i i think ohio state's gonna have more guys opt out so that's part of it also i think missouri's good i think missouri might be the third best team in the sec um but the sec sucks according to you ohio state's not gonna have their best player probably they're not gonna have kyle mccord their best player or mhj you think he's playing in that heck no yeah, there's. I think Ohio State's gonna have more guys sit out. That game will mean more to Missouri than it will to Ohio State. Like, if yeah, Missouri will brag about that for ten years, and Ohio State, if they win, no one will even remember in a week. So, yeah. All right. Anyways, All right. back to the six pack. I'm taking the Colts minus or plus one and a half as underdogs at Cincinnati. I am fading a little bit of what we saw with the Jake Browning game. Um, I think. I think people are overreacting slightly. I told you last week that when when you're betting, there's a couple teams that you hate to bet against, and it's the Colts and the Steelers. And I said last week before the weekend, the Colts are just win ugly, and it doesn't matter. And what did they do last week against the Titans? They won ugly. Um, yeah, the Bengals, there's another week of tape on Jake Browning. They played Monday night, right? So they have less time to prepare. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's in Cincinnati, but it is just the noon kickoff. So you get a point and a half. This is going to be a low scoring game. Probably I'll take it. Minshew is awesome. One out of every three weeks. So you always have that possibility in your back pocket. Um, so I'm on Colts plus one and a half. And then, yeah, you mentioned Minshew playing well like he really doesn't even have to play that well he just can't lose in the game and they're they're going to be in it so okay. yeah exactly last last play and then the last play you know I, I was tempted to go with the Buccaneers versus the Falcons and but then I realized I've already lost that bet like week two this year in the six packs <laughs> so I stopped myself and then I wanted to bet the Bears plus three and a half because this was the game they blew a 12 point lead late and um you know it's at home maybe they're a little pissed off at how that game ended but ultimately what i've decided to do is uh i am going to take the texans minus three and a half versus the jets um if you really want to buy a point and a half i think it takes it down to like minus 140 so i'm just gonna ride with it um all this controversy about does Zach Wilson even want to be the starter, basically? Um, I don't know what I believe, but I do know that between those two teams, the only player I really trust is, I mean, I guess I trust Garrett Wilson a little bit, but I, I trust CJ Stroud. I don't think it's going to be a pretty game. I don't think he's going to be out there slinging for 400 yards against that defense, but uh, three and a half, I'll take that. This this is a pretty big test for him. This is his first, like, I guess, true road game outdoors and not great weather. Mm-hmm. Um, big so Ten QB, he though. Does, he's used to it. Yeah, no, no doubt. It's just, you know, he's he's going up against a good NFL defense who, while they're not, I guess, necessarily motivated, I know they still have, you know, guys like Sauce Gardner out there who can make a big difference. So um, if he throws for 300 yards and a couple touchdowns, like, I don't think you should be allowed to – say he's not a legitimate franchise QB at this point because he's he's right there agreed um, so that's why it'd be nice too. obviously I'm not a Texans fan but it seems like all these guys um they get their first taste of the playoffs and you don't like win in your first run same similar to like the Bengals and Joe Burrow like yeah they were right there but they came up short um Brock Purdy got hurt that's kind of a different story Lamar Jackson's had a struggle so just getting into the playoffs, I think, will be huge for the Texans just to kind of see that level of what it takes to win a playoff game. And then from here on out, you can actually, you know, have them contend for AFC titles, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I agree. I mean, no one expected this from them. So there is a little less pressure on him, too. Everything he does at this point is with house money. Yeah. All right, uh, so let me get into my picks. Um, I hate to be the one to do this, but I will take the Bucks money line uh, since you okay. want to do it. Uh, I'm taking the Bucks money line to beat the Falcons. Um, I have it at plus 110, uh, so you can get it somewhere around there in FanDuel or DK. Um, the Falcons are not good. Um, each team, depending on how this weekend goes, the AFC South could be a three-way tie at 6-7, and seven, which is just so gross. Um I think it's even still possible for the Panthers to win the AFC South, albeit that's no, not going to happen. No, they are mathematically they're, eliminated. They're the only they got team. eliminated this week. Okay, okay. The only team. So much for that. Okay. Uh, so I guess we can talk about the Bears winning the division then because they're still in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, if they wouldn't have choked that, that 21-point lead versus the Broncos and a 12-point lead with only a couple minutes left versus the Lions, they'd be like a half game back. Which is that's kind of sad. How that that's how that's yeah. how small the margin for error is in the NFL. Yep. A bad but coach. Okay. You 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 want the draft pick, man. You want the that's draft true. pick. You're right. All right. Next two plays. Um, you know I have to do this. I'm taking the Bills money line against the Chiefs. The Chiefs are one of the most overrated teams in the NFL. Um, Josh Allen coming off a bye. Um, I just don't I don't think they're gonna lose this game. I I don't I don't, you know, there's some possibilities where the Bills go undefeated and still don't make the playoffs. So I don't want to bet on them to necessarily do well in the playoffs, but I think they're going to do all they can to try to sneak in. Um, so let me just go through the AFC playoff picture real quick here. Right. Um, so not to divert from the six pack, but here's the playoff picture. One seed Dolphins, they have two uh, as their QB. Two seed Ravens with Lamar Jackson. Three seed Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence. I have a question mark because he's a little bit beat up right now. Four seed Patrick Mahomes. All right, so all good QBs there. You know, whatever. Five Steelers, Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. That's horrible. Six, Joe Flacco or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Not good. Seven, Gardner Minshew, who's a ticking time bomb. Eight, CJ Stroud, who's, yes, he's good, but he's also a rookie. Nine, Russell Wilson, who went from wash to serviceable. Ten, Josh Allen. And 11, Jake Browning. It is just absolutely absurd that this is the case. And I would love for the wild card to play out with the Browns because I'm a fan of them. But then the Bills because of Josh Allen and then CJ Stroud with the Texans. Because other than that, it is just so bad. And it's it's sad that the NFL is putting out that product this year, but that's just reality. I was going to say, if you don't take the bills this week, then you're a complete fraud. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad you at least are a man of your word. Yeah. Um, I'm on the bills. I told you betting not. My, betting I, my own real money. I told everybody, don't bet on the Chiefs last week. Anything stupid that will happen at Lambeau will happen. It doesn't. It's like it's like playing a baseball game at Coors Field. It is a different sport. It doesn't matter. You just have to take your bullshit and move on. Um, obviously, this is a much bigger game for the Bills than it is the Chiefs. Is there anybody in the AFC West that's really threatening the Chiefs for a playoff spot? I know they have to worry about like the seeding. It's, but like, it's, like, it's the Broncos who are two games back, so I know they split with them in the regular season. I don't think they necessarily have to worry about that though okay yeah i didn't think so so the chargers are so far behind chargers are are three games behind and i'm really just praying that the chargers bills game on christmas eve is like everything that we could possibly want um looking ahead to that week we have that on christmas eve and christmas night we have um ravens against the niners which is huge for number one seed implication so super pumped for that one do you have any thoughts on the, um, what's it called, the Eagles-Cowboys game? I do. That's actually my third and final play here. Uh, I'm taking the Cowboys minus three and a half. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I I believe I bet the Cowboys plus three in that first matchup, and that didn't, um, that didn't hit. But I'm going back to it. Cowboys minus three and a half as a last play. Um, Jalen Hurts is not 100%. He got banged up, went to the locker room again. It was a concussion, but he's dealing with a 
deep knee contusion, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. He doesn't look good. He can't run. A.J. Brown can only bail him out so many times. And Dak looks like an MVP. Um, looks like an MVP out there. No, I don't want him to win, but you'd, you'd have to be living under a rock to not think that he's a top three or top four guy right now. So him and Brock Purdy both tied at three to one to win MVP. So I'm going with the hot team. I'm going with the Cowboys minus three and a half. So I like it. I, like they, it? Yeah, I haven't bet on it yet. I've been, I want to get in on that game just because it's the best game of the day. Um, I don't know how much the market's overreacting to the most recent game, but Hertz injury is a real thing. Uh, and they just got their absolute teeth kicked in. It's hard to get that out of your head, but I don't, I just feel like anytime a team in the NFL is an awesome week or a shitty week, they do, they kind of flip flop the next week. Like rarely do you see a team look awesome multiple weeks or suck multiple weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, unless it's playoff time, then they're kind of finally yeah. tuned. You can put together three or four good weeks. But yeah, I don't know. 49ers are a 10 and a half point favorite this week. I kind of want to take that, but um, we already have our, our Brock Purdy bet. So I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. I don't, I don't, it's almost like double dipping a little bit. Yeah, it's, it's 10 and a half is a lot, especially because you saw the Seahawks put up so many points against the Cowboys. I think the 49ers defense is gettable but their offense really is like a, a finely tuned machine. So maybe I, I might be betting the over in that one, actually. Um, but I, I don't have the six. Yeah. Yeah. Right around there. That, so that, that is not in the six pack though. So let me quickly recap these. And then we can go back into NFL. Um, we have bucks money line plus plus one ten, bills money line plus one Oh five Cowboys to cover three and a half at minus one ten, And then slate has the army Navy under 28. Colts plus one and a half, Texans minus three and a half, all at minus 110. So uh, check out our Twitter. It'll be updated on there. We'll tweet them out like we always do. Um, and yeah, best of luck with that. But okay, you want to you wanna keep going through the games here? Uh, yeah, we got which ones have we not hit on? Jaguars. I know the Brown, Jags Browns. Yeah, I say the yeah. Browns game is going to be at CJ Beathard versus Browning. I know Lawrence practiced, but I doubt they play him, right? He looked decent. He looked like he was throwing passes in, in practice today. You know, I feel like he could just, you know, just they're just going to say stay in the pocket and throw it in the ground if you have to, you know. If C.J. Beathard isn't starting, then I'm boycotting that game. If C.J. Beathard isn't starting that game, the Browns are losing. So it <laughs> flipped from Jaguars minus three to Browns minus three and a half. If Lawrence ends up playing, it's probably going to be closer to a pick em in the morning but this is huge for uh the browns to make the playoffs i kind of wanted to bet them uh to make the playoffs it's around like minus 140 um i want to know your thoughts on that they're sitting there in the second wild card spot they have seven wins and they they're gonna need 10 to get into the playoffs who is the who the browns oh their their remaining schedule they have the jags they have the Uh, bears uh, at home L at the Texans. L home against the Jets. And then Win. at the Bengals. So that's why this game against the Jags is super critical. If they can win this, then they just have to go two and two against the Bears. You Texans, guys are gonna be like favored in two, underdogs in two, and a pick 'em in one. Like yeah, out of the I last know. five. It's kind of crazy. I know. Basically, it's gonna come down to if your quarterback can give you anything. If Flacco can give you anything, like if he's if he's a negative, I don't think you're beating the Bears unless Fields just turns it over like four times. Because I don't think our defense is bad enough anymore because we're healthy and we got guys like Brisker back. But Mm -hmm. you might not score more than 10 and the Bears do score points. The Bears have a top 10 defense this the last like four or five weeks, so. If you take if you take out the month of September, the Bears' stats as a team are actually pretty good. Um, it's Speaking probably deep- a good thing that they gave all those away, but yeah, they're they're not as bad as their record. So they have who do they have this week? They have the Lions. The Lions. Um, Lions laying three on the road. What are your thoughts on that game? I I. I 
That one's tough because we saw them have that big lead, control the game, and then blow it all in four minutes at Detroit. Um, Now you get them at home. You would like to think, like, you can make a case that the Bears can win that game. But at the same time, you're asking me to bet on uh, a team that just kind of got morally, not more, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They got, I don't know. They they just had losing DNA. Like, and I just don't trust them. Yeah. Like they got emotionally just like torn apart at the end of that Lions game. It was pathetic. The Lions, I don't know if you caught any of the game last week, but they got off to a huge lead against the Saints and then looked horrible the rest of the game. So I don't know. This is just a, a really big uh a big game coming up for the uh for what is it, the NFC North. Like if you look at the standings right now, Lions are nine and three, Vikings six and six, Packers six and six. So um vikings and packers if they rip off a couple wins and the lines lose this game it's gonna it's gonna come down to week 17 probably um another game that i like rams plus seven and a half against the ravens i you know i know i know i put in our six pack that the rams to make the playoffs and you kind of said like how about we wait until after the ravens game i actually think the, the rams are live in this game uh, I think seven and a half is way too much. I might sprinkle a little on the money line if I'm feeling a little frisky, but I do think seven and a half is a lot. If you can get that hook at seven and a half, I do not. I got it this morning. Yeah, I got it this morning. That was before I saw the news about Lamar possibly being ill. Uh, mm-hmm. So that made me feel a little, a little better about my play. Um, obviously, he's got plenty of time. What, 72 hours? No, not 72 hours. 48 hours or so to get back. but. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Seven and a half is a great number to bet. And the Rams, when they have their, their starting quarterback, Matthew Stafford, they are not bad. They're, they're an above 500 caliber team with them. They just need, they just need a uh, Cooper cup and Puka Nakua to, to stay healthy essentially. And then they're, they're good. Kyron Williams has been great for them out of, you know, nowhere. So, um, Sean McVay set some pretty good game plans. Uh, and I think that they can come up with a pretty good good way to stop the Ravens, especially if, um, you know, they kind of like focus on like getting away from their stars. So like try to get Kyle Hamilton and Roquan Smith to, to one side of the field and run to the other way. And I also think on offense, it's a little bit easier to stop them when they don't have Mark Andrews. Um, Isaiah Likely is their backup and, you know, he's okay. He's going to run the same routes. I just don't think he's going to get open or have that yards after catch like Andrews would have. So I think their offense is a little bit limited for the short term. Uh, Other games we haven't talked about, uh, Raiders, Vikings. I don't really have much to say about this. I think Josh Dobbs sucks, so I'm probably – I'd rather bet the Raiders, but I'm staying away from this. So I'm not going to say who this is, but I just received an anonymous text message. Yeah. It, and it's about the Iowa game. Mm-hmm. It says, Iowa sucks. Dix blows. Sanford always does something stupid. And then 20 minutes later, can this team be any more soft? Holy fuck, they suck. Play like scared little pussies. I'm not going to say who that was, but yikes. Iowa's down 20 at halftime. Whoever that was, because of you, I now have to mark this episode as explicit, but that's okay. Good. <laughs> we mark them all that way anyway. If you're listening in this, Brady Ellingson, if you're listening to this with Sophia in the car, I apologize. Earmuffs. Yeah, Earmuffs. you're right. You're right. Oh, dude, they fouled Sanford on a chuck-up three-pointer right for a half. I don't know about you, but... I know you don't watch a ton of basketball, but there's nothing that makes me like, that just like pisses me off more than when my team fouls a three point shooter. Like, just stay on the ground. I hate when they do that and they get caught up in the air and then they do that little lunge into you and then they get three free points. Yeah, it's such an easy way, especially like if your team, if you're like trying to go on a run, it's such an easy way for like if they get fouled to make three, three free throws, it can like calm them down and like it's basically like a little timeout within the game. So 
yeah, it's it's that's frustrating for sure. Uh, have you ever hit a four point play in your in your basketball career? Dude, I, I can count the number of three point plays I had on one hand. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. All right. Uh, I think we just have a couple more games, then we can we can talk some baseball, I think. Um all right. So next up we have um Chargers, Broncos. I'm gonna be heading back to SoFi for the second week in a row. Uh, my brother's flying in town and he's a big Justin Herbert fan, so we'll be at this game. Uh Chargers are minus three at home. It seems like a lot considering their offense can't do anything against the Patriots. Uh, they looked horrible. I know the Patriots D has a little bit of juice, but man, if Keenan Allen gets shut down by Patrick Sertain, I do not know how the Chargers are going to score in this game. So, uh, completely agree. They scored six points against the Pats. They won six to zero. That they that Justin Herbert, the the best quarterback ever, basically plays Big Ten West football. <laughs> I wish Justin. One second. All right, I'm just gonna go straight back into this. I have a. I'll, I'll try to edit that out so you can't hear my dog barking. But yeah, I have your dog cut me off about. I, have, I must have been talking too much about Justin Herbert. Yeah, whatever. That's the end of that. I have a quick little side story. So uh, the door or my, I got home from work yesterday. It's around like five thirty or so, and I have um, the mail service dropping a package off at my place. And it's this package um, from China. It says like assorted fruit basket. And I'm like, I didn't order this. Turns out that the people who lived at my apartment, um, whoever sent it to them, their parents, grandparents, whatever, for the holidays, they sent it to their old address. So I'm like, I don't want this. Like you can send it back to United States Postal Service. Um, Like five minutes after they leave, the old tenants of the apartment knock on my door and ask me if I've seen a package. I was like, I just got rid of that. Sorry. And I was like, but I'll give you my number. And if something happens, like, um, uh, I'll give you a call or whatever. Um, so the package just got re-delivered right now. They live down in Orange County, which is like 45 minutes away with traffic over an hour. And I gave that guy my number and I told him to call me. So I have his number and he never did. So I have no contact info and I just have this box. Isn't that crazy? Well, I ordered some things too. And I got the email that it's been delivered, but I haven't seen it. So I'll have to have to do some looking around, maybe check the ring camera, see if we got Mm -hmm. robbed again. Uh, Mm -hmm. As you know, I was robbed last year. Um, you know what happens. That's why, hey, that's why I, was, I was robbed in person in an Aldi parking lot at one point. I know exactly what it feels Were like. Were you to be really? Robbed. No, remember that story? Of this guy peer pressured me into giving him twenty bucks, and he wouldn't, he like, oh. wouldn't get out of my face. So I was like, just take this and don't ever talk. Just to take me this money, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. So anyway, that is. Um, yeah, side story there. Um, uh, NFL, uh, all we have left really are the, the, the Monday night games, Titans, Dolphins, Packers, Giants, both games totally suck. The Packers yeah. are going to win. I think the Packers, they're six and a half point favorites. You can tease them down because the Giants are starting to veto the Titans, Dolphins. I don't really have any thoughts on that. Dolphins will probably it's like a 13 them. point spread yeah. and it's probably yeah. still not enough. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. And that anyway, that was that was talking NFL for this week. So uh week what is it? We this, talk some week? NBA. Sure. What you got? Uh the in Bucks se- just lost tournament? in it. The Bucks just lost in the in season tournament to the Pacers. Um mm-hmm. Tyrese Halliburton, since we've been talking Iowa State hoops, Tyrese Halliburton is damn good. He might be top 10, 15 player in the league. He is he's on a different planet the last few weeks. He was talking shit to the Bucks and then backed it up. Um, his stats lately have been nuts. He, I know he already kind of got a bag like a year or two ago, but when he hits free agency in his upper 20s again, he's going to get a, a bag bag. Um, yes. So the Pacers won that Sabonis trade. I know, I know the Kings, it, it worked for them too, but um, I would rather have Halliburton 
any day. Let me just also say, if you are an individual living in Davenport, Iowa, and you want to become a flat-out rich millionaire, your best chance is to marry an NBA basketball player. There's been one person in the recent future who is well on her way to doing that with Halliburton. Um, so I just wanted to uh, hat tip, hat tip her. All credit to her for that. So enjoy that life. Congrats. Yep. Yep. Uh, did you see the over under for this game was like one of the highest in NBA history? It was like 158 and a half. I think it went under. It did go under. I think it was like barely 150s, low 150s. So yeah, I think um, yeah, it was one 128 to 119. So yeah. finished at what 157. Yeah. So yeah. Just under. Damn. Um, yeah, that's, that's be, talking that'd be NBA. That's 147. Oh, 147. Or 247. And that's, yeah, shit. And that's talking NBA. Yeah, okay, that was fun. We'll be, we'll be back. We'll be back for the Christmas, uh, the Christmas game. Oh, I also, I hope the Lakers lose in this tournament because the last thing we need is, I've already had a LeBron fan text me and say that this in-season tournament counts as a ring. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> I oh talking NBA though I am next Thursday I'm going to uh, the Warriors at Clippers game. So oh that's fun. Uh, maybe you'll have a little bet a little bet on that. I can tweet out on the pod. But uh, I'll take the yeah. Clippers money line. If you're interested in Clippers tickets, just on a normal night, I think they play the Kings like two days before. The get-in price is like twelve dollars. So I heard, yeah, it's it's free to get in, but it's twenty dollars for a cheese pretzel. Yeah, that and the parking's insane. The Rams Browns, I paid a hundred and five dollars to park. It was it was ridiculous. So hopefully, I can find I a think place this weekend. You might have set a world record for most amount of money spent. To watch a non-Ravens Joe Flacco. The most amount of parking money spent to watch a non-Ravens Joe Flacco play quarterback. I I just bought, my tickets are only 70 bucks, which wasn't bad. But yeah, Uh, my Bo Nix rushing prop that I hit for for, uh, 30 units. Um, I spent spent a few units on uh, on parking, so it happens. Um, You want to talk a little MLB free agency? Uh, yes. Um, so I guess the biggest thing to come out of winter meetings was the Juan Soto trade. Mm-hmm. Um, he only has one year left on his deal. So it is a rental. The Yankees did give up quite a bit more than I would want the Cubs to give up. Um, but I do think the Yankees are the only team that would get a Soto and pay him over value by considerably to get him to stay long-term because Soto is represented by Scott Boris. And the only way a Boris client is going to hit or is not going to hit free agency is if they get just a really dumb extension offer. And so who would do that besides the the Mets or the Yankees? Probably no one. The Dodgers want to do that. They don't need him, but they want to do that. Um, Red Sox neither so it, it left like two teams so as someone who thinks that Juan Soto is a perfect fit for the 2025 Cubs I'm a little nervous but um, I still think it's a greater than 50% chance he hits the true free agency and tests the market um, and yeah and, and then we'll see but yeah no, no Otani signing sounds like it's going to be this weekend who knows it's been kind of a circus. It's kind of annoying. It's made me not like Otani as much, which sucks because he is the most talented player we've probably seen in our lifetime that hasn't taken steroids. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. He's just an odd cat. He doesn't want to do anything in the media. Not, trust me, I'm all fuck the media, but uh, like if the, if, if the Cubs got him, he like wouldn't even do like a marquee segment once in a while or be interviewed or like want to do anything that involves interacting with the fans. And yeah, playing how you play in the field matters way more, but like also it's just kind of weird. I don't know. Like, can you imagine if like Tom Brady just like was like, I'm not going to talk to the media. They're like, not asking Otani, you know, to do anything lot. special. It's just like, just, Come talk to us for a few minutes. He wouldn't even tell about... people the name of his dog. Yeah. 
Like they said that part of the reason he may not pick the Cubs is that when you are a player for the Cubs and it, since it's in the neighborhood, like the way the stadium is built, there's like a parking lot with like a short walk to the like clubhouse and like their entrance. So like fans will stand there and like yell and wave and like do autographs and stuff. He doesn't want to have to deal with that like short walk from where he parks to the stadium. And like with the dot or with the angels and the Dodgers, he can like pull like underground and like not and just be like in a tinted out car with a driver that takes him. Yeah. He like doesn't should, want to do uh, anything with fans. We it's should weird. we should offer up a two man operation where he gets ready to park, but then we switch cars and I, I park his car for him, and you drive him in a tinted out thing and like take him as close as possible. That's like that's the best we can offer for eighty one home games. Yeah, it's just he's weird, man. Like he basically plays by his own set of rules with like the with like the organization, like. He only gets interviewed. He's only allowed to be interviewed after games he starts. And since he got hurt and didn't start, like after mid-August, he hasn't talked to the media since August 9th. How can how can you win an MVP award and be a free agent and play two seasons of Major League Baseball and not get interviewed or have one single quote? It's weird. That's hard to do. So yeah. I don't. I don't know. I it, it's 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 a problem for a lot of these big markets that are like viewing him as like, oh, we're gonna make all this money off of him. Well, you might not make as much if he won't do if he won't go do your local radio hit, or he won't do make this appearance with a sponsor that's willing to pay you fifty million dollars. Like if he's not willing to play that game a little bit. Because like I said, the Cubs or any of these teams aren't going to ask him to do a whole lot. And like you're not going to get as much money back um, as as like what's like ex- expected. So um, I don't know. So are there any moves? It sounds like it sounds like the Cubs are, are out on Otani. It's going to be somewhat someone that is. I think the he's Dodgers, staying in Los Angeles. The Dodgers, Angels, Blue Jays, maybe the Giants, but. I, I do think he ultimately stays in LA too. Which I'm going to go with the Dodgers. I think it's going to be the Dodgers. He, I think he. I think he wants to win. If he doesn't want to win, uh, whatever. I don't know. If he stays with the Angels, he might as well just say that he is soft. Yeah, pretty much. Like that's just saying I'm comfortable and I don't want to change and I don't care about winning. Just pay me and I will hide in the, one of the most irrelevant markets in the whole league. That's, that's what he's saying. Yeah. So be it. It's his choice, I guess. So, uh, with Watch the Cubs, him try to get an opt out after a year. That'd be crazy. Then we're doing all this again next year. He should just do this every single year for like the next 10 years and just keep signing with the same team. <laughs> um, so with the Cubs out on Otani, they're kind of going to have to shift their focus a little bit. Um, I haven't really been reading up much on this, but with Soto now going to the Yankees, where do you think Cody Bellinger ends up? I still don't think it's going to be the Cubs, but I think his landing spot of the Yankees is no longer a thing. Yeah, I don't think the I think the Yankees made it slightly more possible he goes back to the Cubs, but uh, the Giants, I would say, are the most likely. They need a center fielder. Um, they need a star. They, they're the team that has all the money but hasn't been able to ultimately land anyone. Like they had the money to pay Judge last year. They had the money to like make all of these pitchers offers. They just are kind of always finishing in like second or third. And they had um, Korea too. Yeah, and weird. the physical fell through. Yeah. So they they've wanted to spend. They just haven't been able to get it done for random reasons. Um I don't know if Cody Bellinger reaches the status of like superstar. So like if that's your goal is to like get a superstar, I don't know if he's the guy. Like I I like Cody a lot. He's just not who I would consider one of the top 10, 20 faces of the sport. Um, So I could see that or the Blue Jays because if they don't get Otani, then you lost out on Soto, who is kind of their backup plan. Bellinger might be plan C. I, I think the Cubs would only be interested in Bellinger if everything else kind of fell through and they can get him at a discount. His asking price is ridiculous. Um, 
I don't think he's necessarily as good or can be counted on to do what he did last year. Every year makes me a little nervous. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, at this point, it seems like Reese Hoskins and Tyler Glass now are gonna are still the most likely to happen. But um, I'm ho- I'm trying to hold out hope that they can pull a big trade that we don't see coming because I don't think they're going to get Yamamoto either. I think he's going to the Mets. Yeah, I saw that the Mets owner flew out to Japan um, like a week and a half ago or something. So that's probably yeah. just a matter of time. He'll get his $300 million there, which it's insane. But, you know, there's, you know, no starting pitchers really hit free agency at 25. So what's up with that? $300 million for a guy who's never pitched is insane. But, yeah, I agree. Yeah. What's up with Bryce Harper wanting an extension when he's already signed through his age 38 season? That's just totally taking advantage of a, yeah. of a franchise. It's pretty sad. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. That's, that's really shitty in my opinion. I, uh, I, I mean, what does he think they're going to do? Extend him to 42? He's I don't know, but honestly, 300, punt- like his contract is good for the Phillies, I guess, but still eight years. That's the whole Jason Hayward contract. Yeah, honestly, since he's kind of disrespecting them, they should punish him by shipping him to the Cubs. Honestly, I feel like mm-hmm. that's the only solution. He has a dog. I agree. Ready, whatever. Yeah. Okay. I agree. It's only fair. Yeah. I saw there were some rumors going on today about um, the Cubs and Guardians potentially being in on a trade. So uh, the the Guardians are looking to. Um, well, first of all, the Guardians just landed the number one overall pick somehow so that's that's pretty exciting for their franchise but um they have emmanuel classe their closer who's probably top three in the game arguably um shane bieber starting pitcher who's won a cy young and then uh has he, he's won a cy young right i believe so bieber yeah yeah um yeah he might he have won, two or is it kluber no. who has two kluber won two bieber won in 2020 in the covid year that was him and bauer okay uh and then also, did you see Josh Naylor could potentially be in the works in that trade? The Cubs and the Indian or the Guardians line up really well for a trade. Um, the Cubs would absolutely be a perfect fit for Jose Ramirez, but I mean, you can say that about a lot of teams. He fits in a lot of places. It's not going to happen unless he forces it. But man, there's a he, lot he of players him, that the yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of players that the Cubs match up well with. Obviously, yeah, Class A, their closer. Um, Naylor's interesting. I don't know if he'd be my top pick, but um, I don't know. He'd almost be like a platoon, I'm guessing. Yeah. I think he has value just because he hasn't hit his arbitration yet and he was coming off a good year. So it's kind of, you have some control with him. And he's also a dude that like plays with, with it all out there on the field. And I think that Wrigley would love that. Get some passion out there. So, pause. Okay, sorry, sorry again for the interruption. I just have people knocking at my door left and right here. But, um, yeah. Any, I guess we are we are waiting for one thing. Our our official pop culture and sports correspondent Olivia Davis. Um, I feel like, I feel like I just got stood up on a first date. Like she said that she was available between five and seven tonight. It's her first time being on the pod. We're excited. We got some questions ready for her. Um, and she's pretty much just ghosted us. So, um, yeah, I th- if she ends up getting back to us, I'm going to stitch this uh, and add it on to the end of this pod. But if not, then I guess I'm just going to look silly talking about this. If she doesn't respond or get back to you or join the pod, we're never talking to her ever again. Yeah, I, th- I think you have to stand up for yourself at a certain point, and that's that's at kind some of point you have to have respect and realize that not everything has to be a one way street. You know, like she asks you for favors all the time, and what do you do? You do it. You yep. ask her for one thing, and she doesn't. So. That's our life lesson of the week. Have some respect for yourself and know when to walk away. Yeah. Yeah. I cannot think of a better way to end the show. That was that was extremely well spoken, my friend. 
I've had a um, lot of life experience. Yep. Well, I hope that you enjoy the rest of your night watching Iowa, Iowa State as they're down 18 at the break. Um, they're down they 20 can, now. So they're down yeah. 20. Okay. Hopefully they can get that close, but I doubt it. I think it's going to be a long year for the Hawks. Um, I know our, our friends, uh, Nicholas and Charlie Rowe, Nicholas Bear and Charlie Rose on their three points podcast. Uh, we've plugged a couple times. They put out a preview for this game and kind of recap the season. Uh, I thought that was a good, like 25, 30 minute long pod that kind of gave a good summary of, of what's been going on with the program. I know they're going to be coming out with some more pods uh, in the future. So be sure to, uh, to check that out, uh, to see your, your daily dose of the Hawks. But um, yeah, if this is if this is it for this episode, um, I'm going to end it here. Otherwise, maybe I'll stitch on the part with Olivia if she gets back to us. But um, hope you guys have a good uh, good weekend. Enjoy uh, enjoy betting on some sports. Uh, be responsible. But uh, if we don't talk to you later, we will catch you guys next time. This has been another episode of Bet GPT. Thanks. All right. So if you're still listening to the pod, we um, we have secured olivia davis she's our pop culture and sports um official uh advisor consultant contributor whatever you want to call her um so Liv, you you um we thought you ghosted us we thought we were ready for a five o'clock start and now it's it's 603 and and you finally got back to us what have you been up to today uh well first of all i didn't receive a five o'clock call i was waiting for the people on your team to contact the people on mine, but apparently an elusive Gmail message is all I got. Um, but I've been working, you know, I'm an attorney. Life's hard over here. Did, did you put any bad guys away today? You know, every day is a, a step towards that mission. So you are a recent Pepperdine law graduate. You just passed the bar exam. Um, so you, that's, you know, very exciting. Uh, you're a very successful young woman. What, I guess, motivated you to come on BetGPT? What What can you bring to the table for us? Honestly, uh, I'm not sure how much I can. <laughs> for for all the YouTube listener or viewers, if you want to see um, an attractive girl, you can come on. You can come. <laughs> watch the podcast if you're sick of looking at guys so that's definitely one thing you bring but also come on your parents are season ticket holders for the Padres you know a lot about the Padres you can name every player on the team um you do know a lot about NFL quarterbacks you know the pop culture aspect of Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift so that's what we're going into so you know a lot you're you're valuable you just gotta you just gotta be confident okay and is this your first podcast uh appearance ever this is is my first podcast appearance okay Okay. Well, if you can talk on a team's meeting at work, you can do this. It's no different. So. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a pro at that. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. All right. So first and foremost, let's talk Juan Soto trade. Um, like like I mentioned a second ago, you uh, your parents are season ticket holders. You've gone to several Padres games this year. Um, rumor has it that cut water is only $5 before the game. I know you're a big advocate of that. Um, so what did you think of the Juan Soto trade? Did you like it? Um, who do you think won that trade? Just what are your thoughts on it? Um, first of all, I have to clarify that although I've been to several games this season, there's at least a few that I never made it to my seats for. So there's something to be said for that. The cut waters, uh, really take priority here. Uh, but Juan Soto, I think in the long run, this is the right move. I think he was eating up a lot of money uh, on our roster. And we, given the position that we're in with pitchers, uh, we were, the long game is to acquire more of those, especially with the potential loss of Snell and the probable loss of Hayter. So uh, yeah, it's, it's a bummer. He's a, he's a great, batter obviously uh put some pressure on some of the other batters to perform more like bogarts uh got to step up but i think that in the long run uh getting some more pitchers on our roster is is the right move yeah yeah i i totally agree with that and i i'm glad you brought up blake snell because he's he's most likely gone slay do you know of any places where our teams that are interested in snell is that like uh um uh i don't even know 
Is it? Is I, he's, waiting for, he's waiting for Otani to sign, so then he knows yeah. what his market is. But um, I think he wants to stay on the West Coast. I think he's gotcha. a West Coast guy. I'm not sure. Gotcha. Maybe the Giants could be in play. Giants, we were yeah. just talking about how they have a lot of money uh, saved up for people. All I okay. know is it's not the Cubs. So that's that's all that matters. If it's not the Cubs. We don't care. Next. Uh, <laughs> all right. Um, let's let's switch over to football here. Uh, so Joe Burrow on Monday Night Football was like three or four weeks ago. Went down at the wrist injury. I know you're a big Joey B fan. Um you know, what are your thoughts on the Bengals season? Do you think Burrow will be back healthy next year? Um, you think he's okay? Uh, I think his spirits are a little down. I think he's uh, bummed to be sitting on the sidelines. It's sad to see him sad. You know, I just feel emotionally connected with right. his game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm hoping that he makes a full recovery and he's back. As for the status of the Bengals season, can't say I know what they're up to. The answer is not a lot. They won their last game, but really, um, that's really not a team. You know, they're very dependent on Joe Burrow, as is any team with any star QB. If there's so. one thing live, if there's one thing Liv brings to our podcast, it's honesty. Yep, she's not going to BS anything. You're just going to get the truth right. from her. Yep, right. <laughs> I'm not here to lie. Is he better <laughs> looking than uh, Jimmy G? Yes. Oof. Okay. Yeah. Jimmy GQ. But but leading into our next segment, isn't that crazy? I just did the transition for you. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the man's man, Travis Kelsey. Man's man is kind of is kind of overtaking in the eyes of women. He's kind of overtaking the the classic pretty boy aesthetic that Joe Burrow has to offer. So Thanks to Miss Swift, we are in our man's man era. We're all out here looking for a Travis Kelsey. And, you know, the Joe, the Joe Burrows of this world are on the back burner for a second. It's true. So do you think that they, like, is their relationship legitimate? Are they actually looking to, you know, be married a few years? I don't know their timeline, but is it, are, are they an actual candidate for each other to, to be married? Well, she changed her name to Taylor Kelsey. Yes, so I haven't been able to personally ask them what their plans for marriage are. Yeah. Uh, So I can't speak to that. You try. You try. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I've, uh, why don't you just call Taylor up? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I do think, though, that they're they're moving along quite well. She has been consistently attending the Chiefs games. In fact, I don't know if you guys saw her, her clap back at the, the men that have had some negative things to say about her presence on their Slade. football. Oh, this one Slade. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the dads, Brad's and Chad's can all go suck. It is basically what she said. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree with that. Also, what's the issue with her boosting NFL viewership? Why do you guys have, have hate when she's hey. boosting Jersey sales, she's yeah. boosting viewership, She's boosting followers. Like, come on now. She has a lot to offer. This question's directed at you, Slade. Number yes. one hater. She I'm not she, a hater. I'm mad at Swifty fans. No, Swifty fans were saying that Travis wasn't good enough. And I was saying that he is good enough. That's how, how this all started. You guys no, were all like, oh, she deserves better than Travis. He's not famous enough. And now they're all, oh, we're in our Travis Kelsey era. Oh, I want a guy who wears flannels and has a beard and does manual labor. <laughs> First of all, I two have years to- from now you'll be like, "That was a gr- that phase." Ugh, what was okay. that? I have two comments in response to that. One, who speaks in that tone? It's not me or any other woman that I know. Number two, uh, I have not heard any any woman complain. It was when it first happened. Okay, what, for like five minutes in the beginning? I feel like you've been holding on to that for months. It's time to let it go. When do I talk about Taylor Swift ever? Unless it's to you guys. That's the issue. We opened episode 22. I said, this is the Taylor Swift episode as a play on the number 22. And you were just mute. You had nothing to say. And that's just negative. You need need to be, you need to, you need to be team girl, Slade. 
if you go back and listen to our audio when this like first came out, which I don't know what the episode number is, but I'm pretty sure it was me just talking about Taylor Swift fans ripping Travis Kelsey. And I kept saying he's the greatest tight end of all time. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of appreciation for him out there. and and I'm uh, glad he deserves it. Coiner's the Travis Kelsey hater. That's the funniest part about all this. He hates him. I don't Coiner like hates him. him. I've liked him for years. I don't I'm like the him. one getting a bad rap. I don't like him as a player on the field, but I am a fan of any man that treats a woman the right way. So leave it at that. Yeah. Dang, that was a good segment. Thanks. Yeah. So Liv, we, we appreciate having you on. Um, anytime there's uh, a need for a, a pulp culture, pop culture segment, um, we'd be happy to have you on. Hopefully um, you can grace us with your presence again. And it doesn't, um, we don't have like a fake ghosting um, type event happen again. Hopefully we can get you right away. Yeah. Maybe, maybe if you guys are lucky, I'll become like a series regular. Okay. I would have no complaints with that. Slade might, but I will have no complaints with that. Slade's face. No comment. Like... <laughs> I'm gonna get pushed out. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be the guest soon. If that's the case. This is yeah. This is just gonna turn into a pop culture podcast. Me and Livy, and then you are like coming in for like one sports segment a month. I come in. I do my gambling plays, and you guys just start talking about other things. Exactly. Yeah, that sounds like. That sounds like a move. Yep. All right. Well, Liv, we appreciate having you on. Um, we'll hopefully have you on in the near future. And Slade, uh, once again, great po- great podcast, my friend. Um, follow us on Twitter at BetGPT Podcast. Tell your friends. Like and subscribe on the YouTube. We're on Apple and Spotify. Um, and be sure to follow our six-pack plays on the Twitter. So, um, yeah, enjoy your weekend, everybody. This has been another episode of BetGPT. Thanks.